Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Matt Ward. Matt, are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Matt is a successful entrepreneur. He is a word of mouth and referral expert. He's the president of the National Speakers Association of New England chapter. He's the author of several books, including The High Five Effect. Matt, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, why you do what you do. Well, thanks for having me, George. Yeah, my personal life, I am an avid side-by-side enthusiast. Those are the dune buggy ATVs. I ride them all over the country. And next year is going to be a big, epic adventure for me. 40 days, over 10,000 miles called Loop Around the USA. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm able to do that because I implemented the practices that I wrote in my book, which is why I do what I do. So I believe in freedom from your business. Designing a business that works for you rather than being sort of constrained by the business to work every single day and work certain hours and work weekends and nights. And I did all of that when I owned a digital marketing agency for 16 years and I sold it. And that's when I became a professional speaker in 2018. And I look back and why was I so so successful in that business? It was because of referrals and word of mouth. And so I, I, I have delved into this world, you know, when you're a kid and you're in school and they say, what do you want to do? And you start thinking about what I want to do. And then some adult will say to you, well, don't forget, you should probably think about doing what you want to do if you never got paid for it. And now that's what I do, except I get paid for it. So I help people understand how to build better relationships, to get more word of mouth referrals in their service-based business. And that is long-term, mutually beneficial relationship with people that they can truly high-five. That's I love it. It's a, uh, it's kind of the, the the gold standard, the brass ring of 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 businesses because finding new clients is really really hard, and so if you can, when you do find those, do an awesome job and develop that strong relationship to the point where people will talk about you. And they will actually introduce you to others that would also benefit from what you do. That's where we all want to go, but few of us get there. And depending on the business model that the person is in, they often think that the referrals come from the clients. But in the service-based business world, like coaches, consultants, speakers, things like that, referrals don't come from clients because they don't want to share you. They want you available. Mm-hmm. If you're a web design company, they want you available when they call to fix their website. So they, and they often aren't talking about their website person over coffee, right? So what I teach people to do is go after the referral source. Who has an opportunity to refer and is in a position to refer? So realtors talking to mortgage professionals, talking to financial advisors, versus going on some networking event with the chamber and in in there talking about how they can help everybody in the room with a 401k. It's just not going to work. I can help buy, help you buy a house or sell you. Well, you know what? We all know a realtor, probably our cousin, right? (laughs) So the reality is, is that they might not be that good or they might not be the specialist in the market that we're in. And so if this realtor is is networking and building relationships with the people who are already in the know, people who are pre-approving people for mortgages that are qualified to buy, and they can help them and be referred in. And that oftentimes means that the sale is going to happen with the customer. 
you know, and, and that's, that's the challenge. Most people just think the customers, they think that George, because they got one good referral a long time ago from a customer. Now there are industries that the customer does refer a lot. And one example is solar, solar industry, you know, they come into a house, they put solar on the roof and then they incentivize the homeowner with cash, massive amounts of cash to refer that's the only time money actually works for referrals. In the business-to-business -business world, it just doesn't work because I don't have enough time to market and sell your product or service for the commission you're going to give me because the commission is going to be pennies. I can't make a living off of it. So that's a challenge sometimes too. But that's the world I live in every single day, helping people navigate that world, navigate building referral partners, navigate how much networking to do, where to network, who to talk to, how often to talk to them, what to say. All these types of things are the types of things I help people do because they, you know, what I talk to them about is not new, George. It's not, sending a handwritten card is not new. It's just what we should be doing. Because at the end of the day, shouldn't we be caring about other people? That's the goal here is to teach them how to that more consistent. I love it. So, when I was coming up in, 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 in my career, we talked about that as centers of influence. So I'm, yeah. I'm a financial advisor. And so I've tried to cultivate relationships over, over the time with attorneys and CPAs and mortgage professionals and you name it. I've probably gone down lots of different paths. How, how, how do people screw it up? So the first thing they do is they sell. That's the, that's the biggest mistake. And it, it drives everybody. Let me just reference something that everybody will be accustomed to. LinkedIn. You get a connection on LinkedIn. You accept the connection request. And within 24 hours, you get a sales pitch. You know what I call that, George? You're being pitch slapped. It's mm. ridiculous, right? We hate it. They don't know anything about us. I get the offers that say, hey, have you ever thought about a, writing a book? Are you kidding me? I've written two. Like, you don't even know who I am. This doesn't make any sense. Block, 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 right? We despise cold calls. As consumers, we, we despise cold calls, but we love to buy. Just reference Amazon. We, we spend so much money on things like that all day long, right? Uber Eats and DoorDash and all that type of stuff. It's not that we don't spend money. It's not that we don't do financial planning with financial advisors. It's not that we don't buy houses and, and, and other services. We do all of those things. We just do them with people that we trust. And if you don't build that trust, you're making a huge mistake because I, I look at it as a sort of a, like a, a bank account. You're making small micro deposits over a long period of time, a long period of time. But when you take a withdrawal, you're taking a big one. If your bank account goes negative, you've got a huge problem with your trust bank. And it's very difficult to recover from. So the biggest mistake people make is selling and not caring about other people and trying to provide value. And the second biggest mistake is they focus on the wrong people to build relationships with. They build them with those end users, those end customers, thinking that that's where the referrals are going to come from when they should be building them with the COIs, the centers once we get people to rethink that approach, then their efforts are a lot more rewarding and effective. 
we're not going to gel with everybody, right? How do I know when to, for lack of a better term, cut bait? Like yeah. this just this person isn't isn't a good fit. So that's what my second book is all about is, is the high five fact, doing business with people who bring you joy. So my barometer is simple and everybody, everybody's barometer or, or measurement level is going to be different. But mine is because I'm a, I'm a social drinker. Mine is, do I want to have a beer with you? Are you cool enough in any respects to sit down at a bar and have a beer? <laughs> that's it. I want nothing else from you than to have a beer, build a friendship. Will that move to some other level? Like we watch a football game at my house, a hockey game at your house. We go to the arena and watch these things. That, that happens. Are you cool enough to hit that level? Then you meet my standard. If you're not, cut bait. Now, I don't necessarily cut, cut, cut bait. I just slow down the fishing process, right? So I just, my reach outs might be a lot longer in between. It might be six months. They might be a year. That might be a small interaction on a social media channel versus an actual like Zoom 30 minute catch up call, something like that. Um, but in general, yeah, you do, you, you can't, you know, I got connected to somebody who was talking about referrals. Uh, and the person who connected us believed that our philosophies were very similar. So I thought for sure we're going to mesh when we get on the call. And he's literally telling me about how he's using people from his past to get connected to high people in C-suite positions. And yet never used the word used. But then when I used the word used, I didn't use it in the, in the form that he was doing it. But he immediately got defensive, which shows me that internally that's exactly what he's doing. The funny thing is, oh, it was a story about how these they grew up together as kids and they played baseball together. And that's great. But they didn't talk to him in five years. Then he reached out recently on LinkedIn. I was like, hey, can I use your name to talk to this person? Oh, no, I'll make an introduction. That's using somebody. You haven't talked to them in five years. If you truly want that introduction, which we all want something out of this whole thing, and I get it, why don't we just reconnect with the person over a period of four, five, six months, start the conversation again, see how we can help them, and then maybe they'll help us. But why do we have to go there and ask for that ask right off the bat without providing any value, you know? And I think a lot of people miss the mark on that. And... That may have worked in that case because he played baseball with him as a kid and they were childhood friends and, and the person probably thought nothing of it. They would probably do that for them all day long. They wouldn't do it for me. They would do it for them. And so we do have those type of people in our lives. But what I see happen often, George, is people will do that and then they extend it past that close circle. And that's where it starts to get gross. It's, it's just gross. And that's what we don't want salespeople to do is do gross things. <laughs> yeah. And we've certainly all experienced that. And you mentioned the pitch slap on LinkedIn and now how it's all easy to automate and everything else. Um, so time is extremely valuable. And the older we get, I think the more successful we get, the more we recognize how, how valuable time is. So how do you counsel people, coach people to to fit in nurturing 
So it's reach outs. These things, what I refer to as reach outs, I learned them from another speaker friend, which was five by 10, do five a day by 10 a.m. And I am not naive enough to believe that everybody could do five by 10. You just can't get organized. You can't. It just doesn't work. For some people who are extremely organized, it's going to work. Others, it's not. So I would argue five by seven. Five reach outs. Well, it's really five by five. Five reach outs by the end of the day. That's one a day. What's a reach out? It could be to anyone about anything, but it's not sales. Typically, it's, hey, George, how are you? Just checking in. I want to say hi. It'd be a Facebook message. Hey, I saw your post. Congratulations on that thing. It'd be a LinkedIn message. Hey, uh, congratulations on your 18th anniversary at your job. Well, I had to see they haven't cut bait yet, you know, be funny about it. it. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just a reach out. You're, you're, I call these touch points. So when I coach people around this stuff, there are two things to talk about. One is trigger points and the other is touch points. Trigger points are the things that trigger action. Touch points are the action. So an example, trigger point, you went to a network event. Touch point and the LinkedIn request. Trigger point. Somebody's birthday. Your Facebook wall fills up. It's your birthday. Literally, my birthday just happened a few days ago. I'm getting all kinds of messages in my in, in my private message inbox. They're all the same. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. It's like you buying something on Facebook Marketplace. Is this available still? Is this available still? Because it's a free canned message that they can give you. So they just hit the button. It's nothing special. You know what's special? When my speaker friend, Phil Gerbershack, picked up the phone and called me on the phone on my birthday. And I hadn't talked to Phil in four or five months. And the last time I talked to him, it was probably just via Facebook message. But he called me on the phone and wished me happy birthday. You know what I tell my clients to do? Instead of sending uh, a message through Facebook Messenger, press and hold the camera button in the messenger. It turns the video feature on. Sing them happy birthday. You will be the only one to sing a happy birthday video to somebody and send it to them. If you take just a little bit of a time to just do something a little bit different than what everybody else is doing, you stand out. That's how you get referrals. You care about other people. That's how you get referrals. You're standing out. That's it. Just take all those marketing dollars that you would spend on a billboard, which is Toma, you know, top of mind awareness, and instead apply them to doing handwritten cards and calling people and saying hello and leaving funny voicemail messages be memorable and be genuine, be who you are. And when you do that, you crush it. And the referrals will come. They won't come tomorrow. They take time. The trust takes time to build. But work you do now pays off in the six. I love it. Five a day by 10, five by 10, or whatever your version of that is. You know, I'm fond of saying when something's a problem, make it a process and it's not a problem anymore. And so that, 100% answer, answer the question because I'm sure that there's a lot of people, probably most people would express the same thing I just expressed. I'm busy. I don't have time for this. Well, you can make it, you can make anything work as long as you, you know, just make it, this is what I consistently do at this time and, 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 and then put it to work. So I, I suggested to a client the other day who made a LinkedIn post that referenced all the people he met over the summer and it got, it wasn't viral, but it got way more activity than any other LinkedIn post he had made. And I suggested to him, hey, uh, Ricky, what do you think about maybe just making that 
similar post on Monday, recapping the week last week. Could you take 15, 20 minutes just to write that up, tag those people in it, see what happens? Because when you tag us on social media, we go, look. By the way, that's why the new tag that's been around for a while that everybody started using on Facebook groups, the at everyone tag, is horrendous. Because it says you've been tagged and then you go look for your tag. So you get this dopamine hit that someone mentioned you. Then you go look at it and you weren't actually tagged. It was everyone. And you're like, oh, screw this. This is ridiculous. Same thing happens on TikTok when people post videos where they go live and it says they actually put the caption as mentioned you. What Mm -hmm. they're trying to do is get you to interact with them. But that's under false pretenses. And you've literally just lost my trust when you do that. I have no interest in dealing with people who aren't genuine. Amen. I love it. Powerful stuff, Matt Ward. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? Where can they pick up a copy of The High Five Effect? And for those out there who are running organizations and conferences and looking for speakers. How, how can they engage you to speak at their next event? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking, George. Uh, it's Matt Ward Speaks pretty much everywhere. MattWordSpeaks.com, Matt Ward Speaks on all the the, uh, the channels, on YouTube, on TikTok, which is more of my personal stuff, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find me on all these, on all these things. I have a ton of YouTube videos out there that just are short little snippets about how to improve your relationship building techniques and things like that. And all my uh, speaking videos are out on YouTube as well as on my website. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a good run, George. I really love what I do. And, and, and I've written two books. The first one in 2018 was about referrals called more word of mouth referrals. They can find that on Amazon as well as the high five effect can be found on Amazon. It's all spelled out uh, the high five effect. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all on Amazon under my author name, Matt Ward. And uh, as I always like to say, George, don't forget, live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around. I love it. If you enjoyed this much as I did, show Matt your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to Matt Ward Speaks, M-A-T-T-W-A-R-D Speaks.com. Check out all the great resources. Check out the YouTube channel and find Matt all over social media. And then pick up a copy of The High Five Effect at wherever you buy your books, but also thehighfiveeffect.com. Thanks again, Matt. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.